Yeah, I don't know if I can switch from Brooklyn to Texan this quick without like my brain breaking. <laughs> Just think about cows. Now, we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation... I'm getting back into yeah, Brooklyn. I'm getting back into Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a safe in my apartment, but it is not behind do that you? map. Yeah. Where is it? It's less a safe and more just like a very cheap lockbox. Where's the com- what's the combination? There isn't. It's a key? Hmm? Where's the key? In my apartment. Where's the safe? In my closet. Where's the key? Very well hidden. Is it in the safe? Not that well hidden. <laughs> I don't have a safe. Um, what do you have in your safe? Uh it like I don't have any valuables. It's just like my personal documents. Yeah. Yeah, those are just in a drawer. I used to have, like, more valuable things to put in there that, like, fit in a safe, I think. Yeah, I don't think I have anything valuable oh, enough to put in a I, safe. I got it when I went to college because I, like, kept my, like, laptop and stuff in mm. it in my dorm room. Yeah, you were that guy? I was that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, was, I had a roommate uh, who was that guy, and I did not do this, but his friend would come in and move his laptop around. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't like always keep it in there. It was just like if I was going to be out of my room without my laptop, which was very rare. Yeah. Like my laptop would go in it. I had a gaming laptop in college. That thing weighed like 10 pounds. Like a Dell XPS. That's exactly what it was. Nice. Uh, Get an Alienware. Come on. No. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it was bought for me by my parents. It was like a graduation present. Uh But uh, I played Half-Life 2 on that. Was it like a 17-inch like giant screen? I think it was. It was 17 or 15. I still have it. Really? Like I still own this computer. Wow. Yeah. Um, I installed Ubuntu Linux on it a while ago. Mm-hmm. I don't use it. But what I version of it. Windows was it running when you bought it? XP? That old? Yeah. Wow. It was pretty old. Did you like get XP because you were like, no, I don't want Vista? I don't think I did that. I think it just, just had XP. It just had XP on it. Sometimes I miss Windows XP. XP was a good operating system. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was fine. Windows XP was very bad. It was a great operating system. Ran Half-Life 2. <laughs> I do remember like how amazing Half-Life 2 was. Yeah? Yeah. I haven't played it. It was real good. I'm sure. I've a friend it. of mine had a theory. Uh, you know you know the Half-Life 3 meme? That it doesn't exist? Yeah. Well, and there's like the the internet will like, anytime Valve does something, mm. they'll like do like weird illuminati level like code decryption and be like half-life 3 confirmed yeah (laughs) yes i'm familiar with that yeah so um someone a friend of mine came up with this theory that is like too good to not potentially be true (laughs) this is like this is like conspiracy theory no this is this is not a conspiracy theory this is um so you may or may not know this but valve's last amazingly successful Products, maybe not last, but like one of their biggest ones was something called the Orange Box. Mm-hmm. And it had Team Fortress 2, Portal, and I think Half Life 2, Episode 2 or Episode 1. Yeah. Um, and I bought that just for Portal. Like, because mm-hmm. I, 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 such a freaking hipster thing to say. I saw the trailer for Portal, and like, that's going to be an amazing game. And so I was like, I'm, I guess I have to buy the whole box to get it. Like, I didn't really care about Team Fortress 2. I right. still don't. Uh, but I played it for some. And the the orange box was an amazing success, like worldwide success. Yeah. And so my friend said, like, I think, like, there's no way that, to know if they would do this, but what Valve should do is release the three box: Portal Three, Team Fortress Three, Half Life Three. <laughs> it would be the best selling video game of all time. Yeah, it would. And be. they could charge. and it would be the best-selling video game of all time um yeah that i would buy that yeah for portal for portal alone yeah Yeah, like i've i've played portal one and portal two and those are amazing games yeah i haven't played any of the half-lives but like they're really good i could use an excuse to play them yeah and i don't care about team fortress but hey but like if valve like just came out tomorrow and said that it would be the best selling game that's that's one of those things where like i can't imagine what the internet would do explode like like 
regions of the internet would have quite the day yeah. <laughs> if that happened. Yeah. And like it's a good enough idea that it could happen. Right. Like obviously someone at Valve has been like, wait, should we do this? Yeah. Like we're all working on these, right? Yeah. Like, of course, Valve's, you know, Valve's internal structure? Flat. Sorry. <clears throat> Air quotes flat. Well, no, it's like they don't have an internal structure. Right. But that means like that's not actually possible. Apparently it is at the rate they're putting out stuff. <laughs> Well, I'm not saying like yeah. they don't function and produce, but like there's obviously people with more authority. Well, have you have you read their user manual? No. Go find it. It's really interesting. But the way that anyone gets authority is other people give it to them. So the idea is if you've got a cool idea, you say, hey, I've got this cool idea. Does anyone want to help me make that thing happen? Mm-hmm. And you then get other people to help you make that thing, and then you're in charge of that thing. But that also means that anyone can just say, no, nah, I don't like this thing anymore. I'm going to leave and go work on that guy's thing, because that sounds cooler. Yeah. Um, and what I think is happening, and, and so they only put out things when they can make a thing that everyone can sustainably when they work on to right. make it amazing. And so I think part of that is why they don't release things quickly. Right. But when they do, they're amazing. Because it's something everyone wanted to make. It's someone everyone wanted and put in consistent long-term effort to make. Yeah. And so 100 years from now, we're going to open up the Valve archive and see all of these fascinating half-built or partially built ideas and systems mm. that were not potentially worth, you know, in, in a very social Darwinistic way of defining worth worth continuing or following through on but some really like there's there's absolutely a group probably this has happened four or five times that has said okay let's make half-life three right and they couldn't make it work to the extent that they wanted going to put in the effort and focus into actually making it as good as that so it kept falling apart yeah that sounds too much like the what I've always seen is like just the very misguided like worship of a meritocracy. Oh, absolutely. It's a terrible system. Don't do it. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's only, it only works in the times when it's miraculous. Yeah. Now to be fair, valve has an amazing revenue stream so they can get away with being unsuccessful for decades. Yeah. Between half-life Two, Dota Two, CS go, they have a revenue stream that will last them another 10 years if they do nothing else. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they can get away with doing something like that. Wait. And they're only lucky enough that they were able to do that because of something like Team Fortress 2 really was the first example. Don't they also get like revenue through Steam? Don't they run Steam? Yes. Right, like they <laughs> yeah. run they run Oh yeah, the that. biggest game store. Yeah, forget about that. Where they I forget like take, that Steam is called that because it was came out of Valve. They take a cut of every <laughs> video game yeah. sale ever pretty much, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That's true. They yeah. could they could stop making anything and still make money. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, the 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 meritocracy like, oh, if you just have a good idea, it it's good. So now we'll, I'm sure we'll there's a lot like, of backroom politics that goes into that and friends and friends. And if you're not part of the clique, you're not going to get involved. You're not going to get it's good, whatever. Right. Absolutely. And that happens. And that's how people like women and minorities get yeah. excluded yeah. from things. I don't think I would want to work there, no. but it would, I would be fascinated to see a documentary of someone who goes and spends three years seeing what it is like to work at valve. Yeah. I'm, I think, Zappos did that like Zappos was a company that had a normal structure and then they were like hey we're gonna have a flat structure now mm -hmm. and everyone is equal and they might have also done the like uh like pay transparency yeah and I'm in favor of pay transparency I am too um I'm not like I don't think like flat corporate structure works but like Zappos tried to do that and but like they had executives and managers and subordinates and then they were like hey everyone is equal now but like everyone still did the same thing yeah that's that's not Just, the same thing <laughs> right like you can't be like hey yeah. like you are my manager and you're gonna still have the same duties and i'm gonna have the same duties but you're just not in charge of me anymore but you were yeah 
Yeah, I don't think and, you can. <laughs> I don't think you can turn a company into a flat structure. Right. In the way where you can give a company pay transparency. Yeah. Like, you can definitely do that. Like just, that's a that's a manageable step. Absolutely. Um, the, the thinking about the meritocracy thing just makes me think of like all the like garbage that Silicon Valley is up to lately. Yeah. I saw a really funny tweet. Um, it was a pair of tweets uh, that was being retweeted by the same guy who um, had made a joke tweet like three or four months ago that said, like, I swear every few weeks uh, some tech bro in Silicon Valley just reinvents the city bus. <laughs> and then and then the second tweet was about um, Lyft Shuttle. Yep. Which is on a current, you know, the Lyft shuttle, you pay a flat rate um, where everybody meets at a certain location and rides to a different set location. And you always know exactly what the fare is going to cost because it's the same route every single time. It's a bus route. Um, it's a bus. It's a bus route for rich people. You've reinvented the bus. And they think it's like revolutionary. Yeah. But also like when the bus was invented... Like, were the people who invented the city bus, like, positioning themselves as, like, incredible innovators who came up with this amazing know. idea Maybe. to revolutionize trans... Like, or were they just, hey, like, let's make a car, but big for many people. Yeah, well, like, I, I, I'm making this up, but I suspect that it came out somewhat out of, like, I don't know the history of public transportation at all, but the idea that, hey, a bunch of people need to get from point A to point B. So let's find a way to make that happen efficiently. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, we can put everyone on the same thing and move them all from A to B, and they'll get near where they're supposed to go, and they can pay us a buck. It was I. I'm guessing like like trains turned into trolleys, turned, turned into, into buses. buses. Like, like that. That makes a lot of sense. Like trolleys and like cars happened, and they're like, we could just put these on the streets instead yeah. of on tracks. Yeah. Like that seems reasonable. And that way they're easy to, you know, move and maneuver and get to new places and add new routes as you just go where the road is. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, like, I think that's horrible. I think that's absolutely horrible. <laughs> right? Like, and it's weird the way Lyft is set up as the, like, darling of... Yeah, they're of, not Uber. Like, they're the darling of woke people. Yeah, because they're not for Uber. Because they're not Uber. But also, like, they're pretty stupid. Yeah, they're still terrible. They're, they're not evil yeah yet that we know of (laughs) i mean like capitalism is evil so lyft is evil yeah but like uber is from hell yeah just because we're deleting uber doesn't mean we should immediately switch to lyft like that's not the solution like maybe maybe take a city bus (laughs) yeah so this is really interesting it reminds me of something that existed in lubbock when uh, i was in college there so this was back in the dark ages of the mid two thousands, mid to late two thousands. Um, so we were all in a college town, and most of us were from outside of that college town. Right, and someone on campus like regularly organized this thing that was a ride share mm-hmm. for people who were going back home to visit your family, and so you could partner up with. Let's say you had a car. You were someone who had a car. You could partner up with three people who didn't have a car, but all lived in Dallas or Dallas area or Amarillo area. Mm -hmm. And you could say, hey, let's, and there's a system to organize all this and say, hey, let's the four of us split the cost of gas to use my car and we'll all go to Dallas together and all come back together. And that was like that was it. That's awesome. And like that's that's like when I hear the term ride share, that's what I think about. Like, hey, we're all going to the same place together. Let's pool our resources to make it easier for everyone. So those people who people who don't have a car can get home and visit their family for Christmas or summer break or whatever. Yeah. And get back and do all of that. Um, and something that was even cooler or as cool as but related to that is in all of the, so in all the little towns across Texas that people might be driving through or near, parents of students volunteered to be emergency contacts. And there was a a paper that was printed like in the, by the school newspaper that was basically like a 10 page leaflet that said like, Hey, if you're in this town and you break down or something goes wrong, here's someone you can call to get help. And they've agreed to be helpful. Yeah. I love that. And so, like, I didn't need it, but I always put that in my car when I was driving home. 
because I, I would take a bunch of little, I'd go drive through a bunch of little small towns. And so if something terrible happened, I had like a friendly neighbor nearby. And it would be it's like a parent of another student. And like, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, that student. And it's like, oh, that's like, yeah, Tom's mom or whatever. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and that was like, those are the sort of things that like come out of like startup culture, mm-hmm. but were just like homegrown and not focused on making a bunch of money. Yeah. Well, like it sounds like that right like that's a great idea and it was implemented using medium amounts of technology yeah, i imagine yeah, like i'm sure very little technology went into right? it right but then like you have iPhones mm-hmm. and the development and the infrastructure behind massive systems gets really easy really quickly yeah and so you can take something like a ride share which is what you just described, uh-huh. which is like a nice, pleasant, good and useful idea. But then you add the massive infrastructure to it mm-hmm. and a bunch of really horrible people <laughs> who are only interested in making money. Yeah. And it turns into Uber. Yep. Right. But like the infrastructure readily available makes it so that their goals have to become reinventing massive systems, Mm -hmm. but like those massive systems already exist. Yeah. Like just like, I just wish like all the like angel investors and like, (laughs) like hedge fund managers in Silicon Valley just like went, Oh, let's just give $10 billion to Bart. Yeah. (laughs) What an idea. Right? Like you don't need Uber. Just like improve the thing you have. Yeah. But there's no return on investment. No ROI. Capitalism. How am I going to make a billion dollars? Capitalism. You know what's better than a million dollars? A billion dollars. With a B. Uh, yeah, no, it's really interesting. And, I, and like, if ride-sharing apps were what they said on the tin, which is like, I could push a button and say, like, hey, I'm trying to get over to this part of town. Mm-hmm. Is anyone going that way right now? And I could, like, have on my phone, like, hey, so-and-so's trying to get to a town. So if I'm going somewhere, I could say, like, oh, I'm trying to go somewhere. And, you know, let's maybe do a barter system or let's do it like pay what you want, what mm. you can't afford, like something like that, that takes the capitalism out of it, right. but isn't like driver on demand, which is what Uber has become. Right. I would be much more interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Cause then like that would become something you'd use more in like one-off scenarios where you're mm-hmm. like, man, I have to like, like go in this weird direction. This is like a, a, yeah. a, trip I normally don't take maybe a like this kind of ride share would be a good way mm-hmm. to get there and instead it's just like how people get to work yeah because they don't like taxis yeah anymore well taxis are expensive that, that will so uber yeah. only became popular because it could undercut the cost of a taxi right because people gave billions of dollars to them instead of to infrastructure yeah well and all the prices were subsidized right yeah and then there's the deregulation the fact they were operating outside of the law uber's back in austin now right yep I should get the Uber app. Came back the Monday after Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed the law. (laughs) That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So the Texas legislature passed a law that invalidated Austin's regulations. That's stupid. It basically passed a law. It's the same thing they used. um, Weirdly, it's the same thing they used to like, it's, I get mad at Republicans. You're like, oh, we're all small government, except we when we're not except when the um, government... but it's it's like hb2 that passed in uh north carolina the the trans bathroom law mm-hmm. um which is that we're gonna set a precedent of a law and then make it illegal for any city to set a different law that is more restrictive or doesn't follow this mm. um, and so texas passed a law with at the behest of uber and lyft to say that this is the regulation that is going to be statewide for rideshare apps and no city can make additional requirements for their locality. Hmm. Um, which is how Uber and Lyft got around the fact that the Austin voters said, no, this is what we want for Austin. And then managed to bring in people that followed those rules and were successful. Yeah. I'd, I'd used Fasten, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, which has, Fasten has now left Austin. Did they? Because they could not compete with Uber and I'm Lyft. sure. But like I, they came in and they were doing it for a little while, and mm-hmm. I used them a couple times when it was mm-hmm. the right way for me to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. But yeah, know. I've used I've used 
Fasten, I've used Fair. Fair is still in Austin. Um, Fair kept my business when I needed a ride share, even after Uber and Lyft came back, because they they lowered their prices to be similar to Uber and Lyft. Um, and they also only take a buck per ride from the driver. Mm. Everything else goes directly to the driver. That's cool. Which Whereas Uber and Lyft take like 30 to 40%. Right. Um, so I was like, okay, well, this is what the ride costs. I'm paying it to this dude. Mm. Um, and so I feel a lot better about that. Yeah, that is nicer. Um, and Ride Austin's still in town. I haven't used them yet, but they just lowered their rates to be similar to Uber and Lyft. But like, I, I think still one of the bigger problems is, like you described, ride sharing seems cool when it's like a... Like a normal people helping each other in one-off situations. But it's also inconsistent. You can't make that consistently available. Right. It's hard to make that a business with regular money coming in. Oh, you can't. Yeah. Um, But like the way it is now, where like you said, you feel good because like all of the money you're paying except for $1 just goes right to that driver. But like that's the problem is that like this driver is doing is doing this as like a side business to probably in conjunction with some other revenue mm-hmm. stream for himself to like make enough money to make ends meet. Yeah. Like the, that's not great. Like the people who are doing these jobs are not doing it because this is what they want to do. They're doing it because it's like all you need is a car, which most people already have and yeah. you can just start doing it. Yes. And make money. And a clean background check of your fingerprints. Oh wait, never mind. Right? Like, <laughs> like you don't need to have any, yeah. uh, qualifications to do this thing uh, driver's license and by default you're now like becoming a servant class yeah no absolutely i agree that that's a problem and your sentiment which is like i'm glad all my money's going to the driver is like the reason same reason like i'm like i want to like tip well and stuff like when i'm at mm-hmm. when I, i'm at restaurants and stuff but then like like tipping is shitty absolutely but i'm i still want to do it well because not tipping doesn't fix the system. Exactly. So, like, using a ride share that treats its riders well is better than not, but, like, ride shares are bad. Yes. It's still a bad system. And I, I do agree, and I still feel a little guilty every time I take one. Yeah. Which is not often. It's usually to the airport and back. Yeah, I, I only ever use it every once in a while. For yeah. I used to use Cartago, which is nice. I like Cartago. Um, but it's expensive to drive to the airport. Yeah, Cartago's really expensive. It adds up quickly. Yeah. I've used it a couple times because they have like most of their stuff is like the actual like downtown yeah, area. Yeah, the domain. <laughs> and there's a, one street here, the domain that has them. So I've yeah. used it a couple times. Well, I, I when I, I had a, my car breakdown once and I used it to get to work when I worked over here. Oh, nice. Because I was like, well, I can just drive it over to here and yeah. park it and be good. Yeah. But I, I, I like use it to drive somewhere into the city and it was like $25. Yeah. So I, was like, I think it's real expensive real fast. Yeah. Um, did you see the thing that the Uber board member did at their meeting? Was it terrible? Mm-hmm. I didn't see it, but I guessed right. Okay. I'm going to describe this to you. Okay. Are you familiar with, uh, the fact that the Uber board hired an outside law firm to do an internal investigation of their no. harassment? That seems like a stuff? good thing to do. So a couple months ago, um, I forget her name. Um, uh, woman engineer at uber wrote mm-hmm. a blog post describing yes. her, her like year she spent at uber yeah and i read that and it was terrible and that's what kind of pushed everyone to the delete uber yeah. hashtag that was like the big one yeah um and that got so much attention that that's that compelled uber to hire an outside law firm to do an, an impartial internal investigation as of, much as that can be done of their company and, to do it and the sexism and harassment and yeah. stuff like that um and so last week or so, the board, like the investigation concluded and the board had an all hands company meeting Okay. to talk about the results. Okay. I bet they weren't good. Uh, they weren't great, but they were also like, we got it. <laughs> like we're solving the problem. Don't worry about it, everybody. Okay. Um, which is stupid, yeah. right? Because like big companies go like, we're sorry. We still care so much and we're taking steps. Yeah, that reminds me, uh, I don't like South Park for a lot of reasons, Um, but they did an episode on the oil spill in the Gulf, Mm -hmm. Um, and they just had their, the BP, British Petroleum folks, would just come on and go, we had British Petroleum like to say, we're sorry. (laughs) 
And like that was their entire <laughs> statement. Like, we're sorry. But that's like almost better <laughs> than the like, we're learning and growing so yeah. much from this mistake and we're becoming better. And like, yeah. no, you're not. We're sorry. Um, I really enjoyed there's a in Parks and Rec, Andy Dwyer, Chris Pratt's character mm-hmm. does something to somebody and he goes up to them and he goes, Listen, from the bottom of my heart, my bad. <laughs> Pretty good. Um anyway, so the board is on stage in front of all the employees of, of Uber. People. Yeah. And um employees of Uber, like not their drivers. Not Those their drivers. Employees. Those are not employees, which is a whole other problem. Ride um, shares are bad. And Ariana Huffington, who mm-hmm. is the of Huffington Post, who is the single woman board member okay. of Uber. I didn't know she was. Was talking about which was like if you're going to have someone like kind of lead the discussion, that's of probably the results, a good place like, to start. Let her do it as yeah. the woman board because member. You only got one. <laughs> and so she mentioned this statistic, which I didn't like fully understand or look up. Um, that most boards of directors in the U.S. don't have women. That sounds right. Right. Um, and like very few have one, but mm-hmm. more than that have two. Okay. So there's this idea that like once you start, You're, it's easier to get a bunch. Diversifying yeah. and, and equalizing. Like I believe that. It, it's easy to, to go farther. Yeah. Um, so she's describing this idea and I forget the guy's name, but he's one of the other board members. Mm-hmm. It's a man. He I'm just call him Jackass. Jackass interrupted her like mid sentence and said he goes like well actually what happens <laughs> did he use the phrase well actually no but he okay. but he well actually her yeah. he, to make a joke he goes what actually happens is when you have a bunch of women on a board is everyone just keeps talking all the time <laughs> or something to that effect like the ha 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 women are chatty yeah not not the time dude like how poetically cosmically beautiful of a not the time dude situation yeah. is that like your company is shitty at hand <laughs> at like dealing your with company is shitty first of all right but particularly at dealing with women your one woman board of directors is on stage in front of your company discussing the results of an investigation <laughs> about how bad you are at having women employees yeah and you interrupt the woman to make a <laughs> to make a sexist to make joke. a sex to make a sexist joke yeah, that sounds bad. But speaking of like apologizing, like the the meeting concluded, and then like a couple hours later, right? Like the when he did that, it hit Twitter like immediately, sure, and blew up. And a couple hours later, after the meeting concluded, and I guess he probably had a little like <laughs> chat with the CEO or whatever. <laughs> We're sorry. No, but like he's a jackass. Yeah. But he uh, immediately came out like had a little statement to the press and was like, "I'm sorry. That was." really bad i'm immediately resigning <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> he didn't he didn't do the whole like i'm gonna learn and grow and yeah. become a better person because of this he was just like that was so stupid and i'm gone yeah my my bad <laughs> from the bottom of my from heart. the bottom of my heart my bad <laughs> which was like i was like okay like i don't like you because that was a yeah. horrible thing you did but like you did the right things afterwards, at least. Yeah. Like immediately resigning is seems like the right thing to do. That was the right choice. Yeah. yeah. I saw this retweeted. I thought it was really funny. Um, there's a guy who's at cough drops nice. on Instagram. That's good. Uh, and he posted a message he got uh, that was really funny, which was basically like someone trying to scam him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the guy said, Hey, somebody's got my uh, social security number and bank account information. He says he's going to release it on his Instagram account unless I give him control of the cough drops account, like at cough drops. Um, so I just need you to like give me access for like 15 minutes so I can prove that I have it. Uh, and then he won't release all my information. <laughs> and the guy was like, that sounds like something you should tell to the police. <laughs> Uh, and it's like, no, but he's really serious. Like, I'm going to be in really trouble. Like, just come on, just like five minutes. And he's like, that sounds like something you should tell the police. And then he goes, um, and then he said, so basically the guy, the guy said like something like, I'm only 15 years old. Please help me. Like, I really need this. And he goes, that sounds like something. And the guy responded, that sounds like something your parents should tell the police. <laughs> like that was his only response to this obvious guy, like trying to scam him out of. Yeah. 
the cough drops account, which is a good like cough drops. That's a good account to have. I love yeah. that. I want to be at cough drops. Right. That's great. Yeah. That's um not a good scam. No, it was a real bad scam. <laughs> like, hey, another person is yeah. forcing me to get like to do this and take yeah. control. Hmm, no. It's not. It's not a good. Scam. No, it's just you, dude. Yeah, just you. That's like something you should tell the police. <laughs> I want to use that as a response to things. <laughs> like when I'm at work and someone's like, hey, Jesse, this isn't working. I'd be like, that sounds like something you should tell the police. Yeah. <laughs> you should do that. See how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the Planet of the Apps mm. ad on Twitter? No. Do you know what Planet of the Apps is? No. It's the- is it? Is it... A movie about apps becoming sentient and trying to kill us all and then taking over the planet and blowing up the Empire State Building? I wish. Cool. It's the Apple Music television show. <laughs> wow, this sounds bad on multiple are, are levels. Are you familiar with the fact that Apple is doing original video content? Yeah, they did uh, Carpool Karaoke. But releasing it through Apple Music? That's a weird way to release it. Television shows? I have Apple Music. I have Apple Music too. You can watch Carpool Karaoke if you want Is it out? To. I don't know. I feel like they kept delaying it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, Planet of the Apps is a reality show where entrepreneurs pitch their app ideas and... To whom? That's the worst part. I'll get okay. There. Okay. Uh, and like the best ones get the get some money and resources to make it. And okay. It chronicles their making of it and releasing it. Okay. I can so like Shark Tank it's plus like Shark Tank plus making stuff. Yeah. Um. It's been like sent out to critics for uh-huh. review, and it's apparently garbage like okay full just hot, on everything hot, about smoky it is garbage bad yeah. garbage i there might be four judges but i remember three of them mm-hmm. and they are gary vaynerchuk i don't know who that is he's like a internet entrepreneur guy who okay. does like how to make your business better cool consulting stuff it, uh, you know our um yeah, I know uh, you're talking about Bogdan. Yeah, he, yeah. He, like, he's he would he's be a, friends with. He's a Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay, guy. He, there was actually a video where he like tried to go see Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. <laughs> um, did, did he see Gary Vaynerchuk? I don't think so. I think okay. he got like kicked out. Cool. He's been he's released some videos that are like 16, 20 minutes. Yeah, long. I watched one of those, and it, like it involved his kid getting picked up by CPS. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, like, like, I, I, like he was telling the story about his kid getting picked up by yeah, CPS. Yeah, like I didn't. I. I stopped watching. I was like, I don't have time to invest in this guy for 20 more minutes. Um, Anyway, so Gary Vaynerchuk, Jessica Alba. Of the movies? Of movies. And like Jessica Alba also apparently has like some really successful business for like beauty lifestyle products. Sure. So does Gwyneth Paltrow. And, it's called Goop. And Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that was the best. <laughs> oh, oh, that hurts. Oh, that was so Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, man. I could have done that better if I tried. Um. <laughs> I think, I think Jessica Alba's thing has a less stupid name than Goop. Than Goop. Um, Did you see any of the um, awesome, terrible takedowns of In Goop We Trust? <laughs> no. Um, there's some good ones. If, if you find one, um, it's by Lindsay something. I think it was for The Guardian. Um, but Gwyneth Paltrow had a day-long seminar conference thing called in goop we trust Mm -hmm. where a bunch of people sold like crystals and you could get like iv saline drips and listen to quacks talk about quack things and get um 
Isn't there a thing that people do to their vaginas? Well, they put an egg in them. Not a real egg. It's a jade egg, so it's okay. Mm. It's actually less okay because it's a jade egg. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I mean, don't put an egg in your vagina. Just don't put things in your vagina unless, like, it's supposed to be in there. Yeah. And even then, like, think about it first. <laughs> like, take a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, putting putting a jade egg in your vagina is real bad for your mm. vagina. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell <laughs> so, so those people are being pitched apps. Apps. And they go, yes, your app idea is good enough. Here's a little bit of money and, like, time and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like seed capital te- sort of stuff. Te- yeah. Like technical assistance and business yeah. consulting to how to make this a idea that you can release on the app store and have work. Cool. And apparently it's horrible, but also like Apple's making this. Yeah. This is like made and produced by Apple. Yeah, but Apple's made bad things before. Right, but not this bad. Uh, Lisa? That was very early. <laughs> um, yeah. The Newton? Oh, the Newton was good. Was it? Just wasn't successful. Um, but like the again, like the fact that this is being released under Apple Music, the fact that like Apple is using Apple Music as their as way to release re- video yeah. content is like someone pointed out this comparison, which escaped me. But like, Apple made iTunes. Yeah. As a music player, and then everything else became part of iTunes. Yeah. Like, oh, you use it to You can make get music. buy TVs or buy movies. Right. Or, and yeah. Now you're, it's also. Or release for, podcasts. It's also for videos and podcasts and books and. Yeah. They, like, contact. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's you do everything through iTunes, and I'm afraid that, like, Apple Music is just going to be the, the, next the name that. that Apple uses for all, for yeah. all the content Apple makes and gives to you. Yeah, that's fair. I believe that. Stupid. Yeah, but it follows precedent. Yeah, but it's like they're doing—they're doing it. They're not calling it Apple Television because there it already happens to exist. There's a, a thing hard, called Apple, and Apple a TV hardware product called Apple Television. Yeah, they're like, well, that would be confusing, so they're doing this thing that's even more confusing. Yeah, I mean, they could do Apple Presents, Apple Entertainment. They could. Just, There's a lot of words you can use. They could have just bought Netflix. Do you think they could have bought Netflix? I don't think Netflix would have let them buy Netflix. I don't think Netflix wanted, ever wanted to sell. No. Right, like Reed Hastings always wanted to like make his thing. Yeah. But I think... Well, he wanted to make his thing and he also wanted to make Quickster. What's Quickster? So do you remember when Netflix... So Netflix originally DVD by mail. Like that's what they started. Yeah. And and that was pretty successful. I used it. I did too. Um, And then they said, okay, we're going to do this instant streaming thing. And then instant streaming became a big deal. Mm Mm-hmm. And so um, they then split disc by mail and instant streaming. Those were two different plans you could get. Yeah. And so Netflix one day announced, hey, we're actually going to spin off the disc by mail into another company. And Netflix is just going to do the streaming. And the new company is going to be called Quickster. Q-W-I-K-S-T-E-R. That's the discs by mail? Mm-hmm. Quickster. Yeah. And then everyone on the internet went, that's stupid. <laughs> and then Netflix said, never mind. <laughs> I mean, now that like it's, I'm saying it and thinking it, Netflix is also a pretty dorky name. But at least it says what you're doing. You're using the internet to get some movies. Yeah. It's more apt now that they do internet streaming. <laughs> Right. It's even more of the net. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I don't think uh, Netflix would have wanted to sell, but I think if Apple, right, like Apple has had enough money to buy whoever they wanted for a long time. Sure. But like Apple could have been like, hey, Netflix, you seem like you're worth 10, 15 billion dollars. Can we buy you? And they'd be like, no, we're good. But if Apple was like, okay, fine, we'll buy you for 50 billion dollars. Right. They would have been like... (laughs) Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Amazon bought Whole Foods. Oh, that's right. We're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> just... 
<laughs> my favorite reaction to that was uh, it was you know the same sort of internet like fake dialogue thing. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Jeff Bezos. Hey Alexa, buy something from Whole Foods. <laughs> Alexa, okay, buying Whole Foods. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, wait, no, ah, let's go with it. <laughs> the. I mean, I don't have a lot of thoughts about that other than like it seems bad. Um, I I am fascinated by it. Like I'm really interested to see where that is in five years. I've I feel like cognitively I've always been behind net uh, behind Amazon. Yeah, like they still very much seem to me like oh it's just like the website you go to buy like uh, some stuff that you want to buy. Yeah, like it's. The other things they do always seem like tack-ons, mm-hmm. but that's more and more like the company. Yeah. Like the company is like internet infrastructure and like really- compli- AWS is where their money comes and from. really complicated like interaction with the physical world and services. Like, yeah. So then they buy Whole Foods and I'm like, what? Like Amazon and grocery? Like it just doesn't make sense to me, but like it actually- You buy your groceries from Amazon. But like it actually does make <laughs> sense. Um, The only like real thought I have is like $13.7 billion does not seem like enough money for Whole Foods. It's, it's an interesting number. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Like Star Wars was sold for like $4 billion. Right. Star Wars. That also does not seem like enough money. <laughs> um, but like, I mean, you get internet startup company, like technology companies at ridiculous valuations. Sure. Like no one's bought Snapchat, but people think- no one will buy Snapchat. But like people think Snapchat's worth like 50, 60 billion dollars. Well, except it's not anymore because they had their IPO. Yeah. We well, know how much it's worth. <laughs> but like- Yeah. Right. Value Like valuations are just- unbelievable right now like yeah. microsoft bought linkedin for 26 that sounds about right yeah right but like is whole foods half as valuable as linkedin maybe it, like whole foods seems well, like so whole foods has been struggling to make money right that's that's the problem and that's what that's also confusing to me because whole foods seems like a successful large like institution but they're not <laughs> but it's I guess it's like a front. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, they're putting on that mm-hmm. present. They're that. Yeah. Like they're, themselves. they've lost money multiple quarters in a row. Yeah. So like, I guess Amazon's like, Hey, do you want to make sure you still exist? Like, yeah. here's a, here's a couple billion dollars. We'll buy you. Yeah. But. Well, so I, the only thing I can think about is whole foods plus Amazon go. Right. Like Amazon's buying a, like what the little bit I've read is it. It helps me understand Amazon's buying a grocery infrastructure, like a food yeah. distribution infrastructure yeah. in the physical world. And they're just going to take over the technology and. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you, you saw the it. Amazon go the, the store with no cashiers. Yeah. Like that could be whole foods now. Yeah. In five years. But that is also like anti whole foods culture. Yeah. They don't get to care anymore. Right. <laughs> they got sold to amazon right but that's also kind of sad like i'm not like a like rah rah whole foods person because like i don't love whole foods well whole foods sells an identity right but have you been to the whole foods down uh like the like the original incredible one like it's amazing it's nice like not the biggest grocery store i've been to not not that it's big but like what it has and like what it does like there's so much stuff in it that makes it more than a grocery store yeah and if amazon wants to take the whole foods name and existing infrastructure and turn it into a bunch of amazon goes you'd be like gutting something that i don't that i don't love but like is a culture and has a community yeah but as they as they pointed out or someone pointed out on the internet Amazon now has, you know, 491 well-placed central distribution centers. Yeah. Like in major areas. Just put groceries in it. Yeah. Or anything. I mean, Amazon's got a brick-and-mortar bookstore now. Which I've heard is like a dystopian nightmare. Yeah, a little bit. But the prices reflect whatever's on Amazon.com. Yeah. Like that's... What they're going to do. That's bad. Like, that's bad. Yeah, but as we established earlier, capitalism's evil. Yeah. So it's all just variations on a theme. 
And and so I'm I'm not even just like indifferent to Whole Foods. Like I get mad at Whole Foods. Why? Um, because eating right, eating good things should not be limited to the rich. Oh, yeah. Yes, there's that whole thing for sure. Like the the fact that like the ability to eat organic. Now there's actually been some complaints about whether this stuff's actually organic, which is a whole other problem that is worth interacting with. But Whole Foods has made it not just so that good food is only available to the rich people, although that is the case in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but they've made it a cultural identity that I am successful enough to be able to eat good food. And and they're also distorting what good food is by saying if we have it, therefore it is good it's food. good food. Absolutely. Like, like, hey, oh, you like you eat I don't know, like you eat this snacky food from a regular grocery store, yeah. like you're bad because you're eating bad. Yeah. But like Like that's it's it's in further entrenching class divides, whereas like like oranges are good for people. Everyone should be able to eat an orange. Right. But um, well, and as people have pointed out, like interesting things like uh, farmers markets have all raised their prices to Whole Foods levels because that's what people expect to pay for stuff directly from a farmer. But the whole point of going to a farmer's market was cutting out the middleman right. of being able to get your stuff directly from the source at a lower price that still benefited the farmer more. But farmers have ja- have been able to jack up their prices, making sure that even those other avenues for decent food have now mm. been shut off from those that need it. And then who doesn't go Which to, is to say everybody and then everybody needs who it. Who doesn't go to farmers markets anymore? Yeah. Non-rich people. Yeah. So like that whole thing that Whole Foods has helped facilitate like gets me angrier. Mm. So I I I'm fine with Amazon buying them out because I can't screw it up any worse. Well, yeah, they can. Now they can scale with the financial and infrastructural backing of Amazon. Yeah, but I, I think... Well, so I guess I'm responding to people who are like worried that Whole Foods is going to lose its culture. Oh, you don't care about them losing their culture? No. Yeah. I care about what they are being... Like, the, the bad parts of them being like that's expanded. that's something to w- worry about but like lots of hipsters are like oh no my precious organics <laughs> and i'm like i don't care about you yeah that that yeah i don't care about like that. but i but whole foods is a part of my identity i'm someone who shops at whole foods and it's like so yeah that's I, i'm not interested in your problems um i wonder if like if whole foods does become a very different thing if something else will take its place in a way. Probably. I but I, I mean, you've got like your Trader Joe's are kind of in that, in a similar realm, not the same because Trader Joe's does all their individually branded whatever's. Right. Um, I think Trader Joe's is the closest because I think they're, they're the only thing I can think of that has the same kind of like health focus and hipsteriness yeah. and exclusivity that's I mean, also nationwide yeah like i'll keep a, going to sprouts sprouts is great well that's the thing is like there are not many nationwide grocery stores that's true like trader joe's and whole foods yeah. and walmart yeah target target has groceries now target is kroger nationwide do y'all got kroger's up north nope no what do y'all got up there Shaw's, Hannaford, Stop and Shop, Market Basket. You're just making up words. <laughs> no, those are, those are, <laughs> None of those are real. Those are real, <laughs> those are real grocery stores. Market Basket? Yeah, Is that mar- one of them? Yeah, Market Basket. <laughs> That's just two words that, you're, that are like, hey, shop and put your food in the basket. Yeah. They're, That'd be like calling it grocery cart. <laughs> yeah, well, it's... Market basket. We're going to the grocery cart and put some groceries in our cart and then pay for the groceries in our cart? Uh, the last couple months that I lived in Massachusetts, they opened a brand new market basket in Attleboro and it was like the nicest grocery store I've ever been to and I loved grocery shopping there and then I moved. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I realize like there are Texas specific ones like HEB, obviously. That's even just Southern Texas. We don't have those in Dallas. Yeah. Um, or like Kroger, I feel like is more Texan-y. I think Kroger's West Coast focused. No. We have Kroger's in Dallas. So there's Safeway, which is Safeway, which is Tom Thumb, which is 
another one. They're all the same. Yeah. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, again, Safeway like, and Tom like Thumb are the same. Yeah. Still regional. Yeah. Like, there's, like, to me, like, Shaw's is a massive grocery store chain. And we've I've never seen one. But it's it's very yeah. regional. Yeah. Like, like, it has a very dominant force in the Northeast. Uh, in North Carolina, the there's, they have Ingles, I've which is that. really funny because I look at it and it looks like Ingles, <laughs> which is Spanish for English. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that says Ingles. I know, I know that word is. Yeah. But it's not that word. It's apparently Ingles. <laughs> um, yeah, like food is just like a very important thing. Yes, food is very important. And I guess like the way food systems work is already very bad. Yeah. And I just don't see this as going to make it better. Yeah, I don't see it making it worse. And. The, I'm worried about the retail jobs. Like that's something that concerns mm. me. Like if Amazon Go becomes an integrated part of Whole Foods, you've now like killed thousands of jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Like 500 stores plus what? 50 checkers per store. I mean, like the Whole Foods that I've been to around here, like because it's like because it's Austin. Yeah. The Whole Foods around here have humongous staffs because there's giant mm-hmm. like food preparation yeah and those aren't necessarily going to go away but you're gonna you're gonna lose something yeah that's gonna cut your overhead which will help you be profitable and the so the thing one of the other things i hate is that like i don't like amazon as a company but i give them a ton of money yep like i'm not i don't have the boycotting ability in myself to Mm -hmm. like not use them for what they're good at Mm -hmm. so like i can talk about this and how much I to think it sounds bad and seems wrong and I don't like it but like hey in a couple of years like I'll probably be like going to Amazon go Whole Foods things and buy yeah. all my groceries automatically and with technology RFID wirelessness yeah. and being like well this sucks but this is just what I do yep I mean you you buy your groceries from Amazon Prime now don't you I no I uh, you use Instacart primarily my groceries are H-E-B from Instacart. Okay. And I will, like, sometimes I walk to Whole Foods to get, like, specific things yeah. or, like, fresh produce. Ice cream. And ice cream. <laughs> Does Whole Foods have Bluebell? No. <laughs> so I buy Ben & Jerry's pints at Whole Foods. Those are good, too. Yeah. They're not Bluebell good. Ben & Jerry's is better than Bluebell. But Ben & Jerry's doesn't come in half gallons. <laughs> right? It's only pints. It's only pints. Ben & Jerry's is way better than Bluebell. Um, I mean, we don't buy Bluebell anymore, so... What do you buy? We buy, like, the all-natural stuff that has ingredients that make sense for ice cream. Like Ben & Jerry's? Well, yeah, but we buy half gallons. Oh. So there's a, there's a, there's a couple at Sprouts that we've bought that... And the, this thing that sucks is you have to buy, like, the boring flavors, like vanilla and chocolate. Why? Well, because I mean, otherwise it's going to have a bunch of weird crap in it. Oh. Um. So, like, even, like, Briars, who are like, we're so natural. Oh. Like, that applies to their vanilla. Mm. Like, even the chocolate has more weird names in it. Like, their vanilla is, like, cream, s- vanilla, sugar, sugar. Yeah. And then their chocolate is, like, six other ingredients you've never heard of. And I don't even mind some of them. Like, xanthan gum is fine. Like, that doesn't bother me. Some certain preservatives, I'm like, whatever. Mm. But being able to, like, is this recognizable? Is this something that, like, makes sense to be in here? Or are you doing this to, you know, make it look the right color? Yeah. Well, that's what... um. I think that's Ben and Jerry's whole deal is right. So like you can get vanilla ice cream from that, yeah. but you can also get like cookie fudge, brownie, crazy. Yeah. It's called half baked. It's got all three of those filled with stuff. Yeah. And, but like all of those things, like they go get like brownies from like a bakery that makes hmm. good brown. You know what I mean? I like, have to look at a Ben and Jerry's like label e- next time. Each yeah. of their like things they put in there are like carefully sourced yeah. to also be good. Yeah, they've certainly marketed themselves well enough that I believe you when you say that. Um, but then they also do the thing where I don't know. Is it xanthan gum or is it, it might be something else in ice cream? It's the thing that makes it so that when ice cream melts and refreezes doesn't get crystally. Yeah, I think that's Anthem. Um, so that's what like most ice creams put in there because yeah. when you put ice cream on a truck and drive it to a grocery store, it melts. Yeah. And they put it in a freezer and it freezes again and you want it to be good. Yeah. Um, ben and Jerry's doesn't put anything like that in their ice cream 
but what they do instead is they ensure their supply chain so carefully or their distribution chain yeah. so carefully that their ice cream never melts. Well, that's one option. Yeah. Which is I like I'm like that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like they I, can, I can get, get behind that. Right, like they have a factory in Vermont and they make sure that their ice cream never melts by the time it gets to Austin. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. I've been to go get some ice cream. Have you? Was it nice? Oh, it's so fun. They give you free ice cream? Yeah. <laughs> It's like a fun factory. Yeah. Well, Bluebell was like that. Um, and I don't know if they still do factory tours or not, but. Um, <laughs> Is it because of all the diseases? Yeah. Um, but Bluebell's like advertisements for a long time because it's in a little small Texas town. Yeah. Um, and their kind of slogan was, you know, we eat all the ice cream we can, then you sell the rest. <laughs> Um, but you can go to the Bluebell factory and get all the ice cream you can eat. <laughs> I love that. So they have like freezers and just like, you know, like the Bluebell, like ice cream pops or whatever. And like, yeah, just take whatever you want. I read that um, Ben and like Ben and Jerry's factory employees can take a quart a day. That's plenty. <laughs> like, which is way more than enough. That's plenty. But like, right. Like I, what that, yeah. what that means is like, Hey, all the ice cream you want to eat for yourself. Yeah. It's yours. It's yours. You work here and you make it have as much as you want. Yeah. A quart a day. Yeah. That's two pints. Yeah. Like I could get close to that. <laughs> I mean, I've eaten a pint in a setting. That's exclusively how I eat ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I've seen your ice cream. Um, but I've also like eaten half a pint in a setting and been fine with that. Oh, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. Or well, I, I will also occasionally like split a pint with Amy. Like we'll both, mm, yes. you know, we'll both get a spoon. That is a nice activity. And enjoy some ice cream. That's a nice activity. Yeah. Uh, I want some ice cream now. Yeah. Right. That sounds good. <laughs> so we stopped recording like forty minutes ago and then got another twenty minutes of material out of there. I didn't stop. Well, I know, I know, but that that was my, my yeah. Joke. But we like, we were like, oh, we're done. We ran out of steam an hour ago. Yeah, and then continued talking. <laughs> oh man, Amazon makes me mad. That's fair. I I understand that. Like I I get why you would be mad at Amazon, and I certainly feel the same way sometimes. But I also you know bought this wallet and some fresh underwear two days ago, and I have them now. Yeah. Like uh, someone asked me today. Course, we're just gonna we're still recording. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going to click stop soon. Okay. Um, someone asked me today, like, hey, Jesse, where do you buy your clothes from? Which I thought was a very strange question because the only thing anyone ever sees me wear that is my clothes are these one pair of jeans. <laughs> this single pair of pants you've worn for the last year. Um, and I thought about it and I was like, you know, most of my clothes come from Amazon. Yeah. Because most of what I buy mm -hmm. is a pair of these jeans every six months. Yep. And t-shirts and underwear yeah. and socks. Mm -hmm. And I have two pairs of sneakers that I buy and I refresh the same sneakers every time they wear out. <laughs> and those are also most cheaply av available from, from Amazon. Amazon. And that's where I get the stuff. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll go be like, I want this specific kind of shirt yeah. and I'll like go buy that at a place. But like the basic clothes. I, I, I buy my underwear from Amazon. When I wore socks, I bought those from Amazon. <laughs> when I wore socks. I really haven't worn socks for the last year. I know, but that's like incredible. <laughs> it's great. That's like, like, is that, that's weirder than me wearing the same pants all the time, right? Not wearing the same thing all the time. <laughs> I mean, I wear the same pants all the time. Also, we have multiple pairs of tactical pants, don't you? No. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't need them. There was another These are starting to wear out. I have to get some replacements. And I'll probably buy two pair next time so I can alternate colors. Mm. Uh, but, like, I wore socks. Like, I have one pair of socks. One. I mean, I probably have more somewhere, but I use one pair of socks. Because you can wear them when needed rarely. Yeah. And then they're washed and back and ready to go yeah. by the time you need them. Like, again. when I... Uh, well, they're also... They're, they're a brand called Darn Tough. That have a which is a great name for socks. That's very, first of all, very clever. Um, but they have a lifetime warranty. Like if you wear through them, they will replace your socks. What? Yeah. And they're also wool. And if I wear socks, I like wool socks. That's my preference. Mm. Um. So like I like I wore socks yesterday because mm -hmm. I did something kind of cute and silly and kind of funny. Uh. So Amy came in yesterday. She flew in. Mm -hmm. Um. She had a five a.m. flight out of Asheville, Ooh. and she got to Austin about ten o'clock in the morning. And I thought it'd be really funny 
because uh, I was going to go pick her up, to put on a suit and my sunglasses and go get a sign that said Dr. and like hold it up in the baggage claim area. Nice. Um, and so I wore socks for that. Nice. Like that was a thing I did. That is pretty cute. Yeah. I like that. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I said her last name again. That's fine. Hmm. I'll cut it out. Okay. I like that you own one pair of socks. I'm trying to think of how many pairs of socks I own. I think I own... Like I, I do have backup socks somewhere, but I don't need them. Is it four of each? Four of each sock? It's four. So four, twelve. Uh, I own 21 pair, 22 pairs of socks. What do you need that many socks for? <clears throat> I have nine pairs of like navy blue like calf length socks like dress socks okay. that i wear when i'm not wearing sneakers okay um i have one pair of wool camp socks yeah and i have 12 pairs of like no show like short ankle mm-hmm. socks that i wear with sneakers in white gray and navy that is too many socks. Like four of each color. That is too many socks. It's not. As coming from someone who has one pair of socks, yeah, <laughs> it's cool. You can get by without it. How many pairs of underwear do you have? Uh, I just bought five more. Um, I don't even know how many pairs of underwear I have. I've probably got 20-something. That's a lot. Is it? I mean, how often do you ever run out? Do you ever like get close to running out? Before, yeah, then I like, do laundry. Is that your limiter? Yeah. Yeah. My underwear is my limiter. Mm. Well, underwear and undershirts. Because I've, I've got fewer of those than I have pairs of underwear. My my underwear is my limiter, but I only have 12 pairs. I don't know specifically how many I have. Like, I can't calculate them. But I I bought a couple six-packs a while ago. And I, I wear out underwear because that's what happens to underwear. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've probably got about 20. But do you – are they all, like, the same thing? No. Oh, uh, see? Mine are, yeah. Mine, mine are all the same. Well, of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what? the reason mine aren't the same is because they they wear out at different rates. And so for a long time, I would buy like the same, I'd buy the same kind, but I've switched kinds. Mm-hmm. And uh, so like some of the old ones haven't worn out yet, but I still have the new ones that I like more. But see, if you throw away all your underwear. I throw them away when they run out. No, when no. They, when they break. Throw away all your underwear. Why would I do that? And then buy new underwear. And then all of it is new. <laughs> I get new ones when I need new ones. And then wear that until they if wear out. If I throw out. out five or six, I'll buy another five pack. But then they're all different. Yeah, it's fine. Nope. Nobody's checking out my underwear. But they're different. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That is correct. They are different. Hmm. Seems bad. I do need you to do laundry tomorrow. I'm about out of uh, undershirts. Yeah? Because uh, that's my limiter. Underwear used to be my limiter. And then uh, this is, so the problem with cycling clothing is you have to wash it like every time. Yeah. Because so it gets gross. So now that's my, like it's, that's my limiter now. Like I do, I like I come back from a bike ride and I put yeah. that in the wash and I'm like, well, I got like a shirt and underwear and a pair of socks in that here. In. So I'm just yeah. washing this by itself. If you also have a washer in your apartment, oh, you I would do so right. much more laundry if that were the case. Right. It's trivial for me to just like wash a quick thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually looking at getting one of those in apartment washers that hook up to your sink. It does like half a load. Oh, you, it's like for really small amounts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was looking at one of those just because I'm so neat. tired of doing it. Yeah, but you, then you got to put it somewhere, and we already don't have enough space. Yeah, we get rid of some books or DVDs. I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> um, like I, I want to, I want to get more cycling clothing because yeah. I, I have like one pair of shorts and one jersey. Yeah. Um, but like cycling clothing's very expensive of course it is so i can't just have like a wardrobe of cycling clothing yeah um you could probably get another pair of dorky pants at least i'm going i'm going to soon yeah because i'm very i'm realizing the need for that yeah um but yeah they like this the smell is incredible like <laughs> <laughs> it's like earth shattering yeah well it's not it's not so much that it's bad it's just so powerfully <laughs> specifically this thing yeah. It's like the shorts have, it's called a chamois. It's a 
padded thing pad. in the butt. Um, and it's very absorbent. <laughs> it's, so it's soaking up all that butt sweat. Because it's very spongy. Yeah. And it, yeah, like all the sweat comes down your body to <laughs> your... Soaks into that To pad. your undercarriage yeah. and butt. And then it goes right into this pad. <laughs> and like... And because of the tightness, like yeah. it's all sealed in, right? So like, I like I, when I get home for from, freshness, for freshness. <laughs> when I get home from a bike ride, like I take the jersey off and then I take the shorts off and then it's like released, <laughs> and it's so, like, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It's very bad. So right into the washer. Right into the washer, and, and then, then I, you run and the washer. I, yeah, I, yeah. I turn it right on, and then I get right in the shower. While the washer's running? I got incredible water pressure. Clearly. <laughs> I got a powerful... Like, I can't flush the toilet and run the dishwasher at the same time. I have a powerful shower head. That's good. Yeah. I think it hurts. 